0: Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and I'm just so glad you're here. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface and to hold space for meaningful conversations. We're going to talk about life and love and basically everything in between. This is a place where done is better than perfect, where quality triumphs quantity, and where you can really just come as you are. So go ahead and leave that Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is freaking messy. Don't I know it, y'all. Now, not only are we gonna be real, we're gonna have fun too. Scouts honor. I promise you this. I will find any excuse to bring up Beyonce or the latest episode of The Bachelorette. So if you're a new friend, you are so welcome. And before we get started, pause and make sure you're subscribed. the Refine Collective Podcast on iTunes so that each week, when a new episode drops, it'll download straight to those devices. And if you're an old friend, um, welcome back. Hi there. I already know you're all subscribed and good to go, but would you do me a quick favor? Hop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and written review. I would be incredibly grateful for that. Now, I used to feel like all weird and awkward about asking you to do this, but then I listen to Oprah's podcast and even she asks her listeners to do it. In the podcast world, those subscribes and ratings and reviews really, really help us. So thank you in advance. You are the best. Finally, if something stands out to you in this episode, find me on Instagram at The Refined Woman or my podcast specific account at The Refined Collective and send me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Hey, friend, welcome to the Refine Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and I'm going to do a solo show today. I hope you are ready for that. I am currently sitting in my little sister's closet, surrounded by shoes and sandals and her awesome clothes. Um, because I am home in Texas um, for quarantine. So depending on when you listen to this podcast episode, whether it's as it's dropped live in 2020, and we're kind of in this weird time of the world with COVID-19, or maybe it's like sometime in the future, and you're like, oh my gosh, remember when that was a thing and it's not a thing anymore? Well, either way, whenever you listen to this, I wanted to talk about how to work from home without going crazy. I know for so many people right now with being in quarantine or having work shut down, school shut down, and being cooped up at home can be really anxiety-inducing. It can be super frustrating. Or you can feel like I have felt a lot in the past, like a chicken with your head cut off, not knowing which project to be working on or how to work on what or like craving social interaction and not having it. Or maybe you're an introvert and you're like, "Cat, I was freaking born for this. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. Either way, I wanted to spend just a few minutes to give you four quick ways to work from home without going crazy. Now, a little bit about my work history. I have been working from home for over 10 years now. And let me tell you, I'm an extrovert. As many times as I have tried to test introvert, I like am like off the charts extrovert. Um, and so working from home, for a, for a long time was super hard for me. I can definitely still have hard days. But over the years, I've learned different ways to create boundaries and structure and rhythms of connection with other people and productivity boundaries. So here we go. We're just going to get right on into it. The four ways to work from home without going crazy. Number one, create structure. Often on our home, I either feel like I'm being like, overproductive, I'm like overly focused and or under focused. So I think the fear for a lot of people is like, I will not be able to get anything done. Like, how will I keep track of my day? Or you're like, basically blink and you've been scrolling on Instagram for 10 hours. Or maybe you have those days where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I blinked and 10 hours went by. And you didn't get up from your desk. And so the next day you're feeling super burnt out. So I think the thing with working from home, why structure is so important is because it helps us track and track like how much we're actually working and then sets us up for success for like the long haul. Um So a few things that I do is 1000% I leave my bedroom every single morning. Do not work from your bed. <laughs> like your bedroom should be like your safe place, your sanctuary. It, like get out of your bed and get into an office space. So not only leave your bedroom, but get dressed, like put on clothes, like I am in shorts and a shirt and I have makeup on today and no one really is going to see that but my family. But for me, there's something about getting dressed and putting in just even a little bit of effort of like getting out of my sweatpants, whether it goes from sweatpants to yoga pants or sweatpants to jeans and a sweatshirt. There's something about leaving your bedroom and getting dressed. And then next setting up an office space. This is really important just to give you that like home base, even just for like your mental space and mental health of, oh, like this is where I sit down in my house. This is the corner of my house. This is my space that I'm going to work. Um, and then when you're not working, close up the office space or close the door. If you are lucky enough to live outside in New York city and have an office in your house, like that's great. But if you don't find a corner in your home that you can really like set up shop and then close it up at the end of the day. And then another way that I create structure is I do block scheduling. So kind of take a zoom out, look at your day and s- create a schedule that works for you. You can do something like, okay, Monday through Fridays from 8 to 9 a.m., I do emails. From 9 to 11, I'm working on creative projects. From 11 to 1, this is when my phone meetings are. And block your schedule out that way. Otherwise, at least for me, if I'm working on like 10 different projects at once, and then I'm like, oh, I have a phone meeting. I have to hop off now. Or, oh, like, oh, I need to check this email right now. Honestly, I think all of it's it's kind of like having like 20 browsers open on your computer and you're not really getting as much done. So if you just have focused time on certain roles that you have for a certain length of time, then it kind of gives you a break from that stuff and also at least for me it helps me schedule and if you have a virtual assistant or regular assistant or you're just assisting yourself, you know, okay. So I have I schedule my phone meetings from 11 to 1 and protect that time for those phone meetings. Um, Black scheduling has really helped me. And I can really tell in my days when I get off course with that, because it'll be like 3 p.m. And I'm like picking my nose, not knowing which fire to put out. And so I'm like, okay, pause. Let's go back to the block. Let's see what I need to get done. All right, the next way is make a list each morning and prioritize a daily top three. So this is, if you are an achiever, or like a visual tactile person, like literally get out a piece of paper or I use, I do my note section on my phone and computer so that it syncs every day. I'm looking at, okay, here's what I need to get done. And then I prioritize them in the top three. Because for me, if I'm working on like 10 projects and move an inch forward on each and then get to the end of my day and haven't really checked one thing off, it kind of is a crazy maker for me. So set yourself up for like success that way of knowing, okay, at least these three things before anything else gets done, I'm working on these things. All right, next, schedule breaks throughout your day. You're not a zombie and you're not a robot. In normal jobs, people get 15-minute breaks, hour-long lunches, or 45-minute lunches, and really take those breaks. Go outside for a walk if you can, and do not work on your breaks. Like, don't. (laughs) Like, this is definitely a challenge and struggle for me, Um but it's one thing that I would really, really challenge you to do, like allow yourself to take a break. One, why do I suggest this? Because like you wanna set yourself up for the long haul. Like we're not working off jet fuel, we're working for longevity. And just like we need sleep at night or we need rest for our muscles to cover recover after a hard breakout or a breakout. <laughs> when you get an acne breakout, no, after a hard workout, um, it is also important for work and creativity. Oftentimes, like my most creative moments happen when I'm on a break and I'm stepping outside or I'm talking with a friend on the phone during a break. So allow yourself to take breaks. And then next, when you're done, put the work away. Like let yourself be done with your work day, Okay. Um, Keep and protect normal business hours as much as you can. You do not need to be checking your email at midnight. I would challenge you to give yourself 12 hours away from 12 hours break a day from email. Like, I freaking dare you to do that, whether it's 9 a.m. to 9 or 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. or maybe you're like, cat, 12 hours, you are insane. So maybe you do. 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., but really protect normal business hours because, again, this kind of goes back to like when we're working at home, we can either feel like we're working all the time or we're not working at all. And when we really block and create structure, we're allowed to see at the end of the day, oh, I worked from 8 to 5 and I had an hour lunch break or I took a workout here and so I'm going to make that time up here. So that structure creates freedom, friend. Let me say that again. Structure creates freedom. All right. So that is the number one way to not go crazy when you're working from home. Number two, when you're working from home, set up connection points throughout your day. So if you're normally working in an office and you're working remotely, set up a team huddle. So my sister is working remotely right now and she manages a team. So every day at 9 a.m., they're doing a 15-minute Google Hangout to just check in, do Q&A, what are you working on today? What do you need support on? So create that rhythm in your day with your team and your coworkers. Slack is a great online space for that. Google Hangouts, Zoom, and then if you're an entrepreneur who's like flying solo, literally one thing that I did today was I reached out to a few of my entrepreneur friends, five people, and I said, Hey, I'm getting a little stir crazy here and I'm not sure what I really need to prioritize and work on right now. Do you guys want to encourage each other and get on a Google call and do hot seats and help each other brainstorm? And everyone was like, yes. So if you're, if you are flying solo, Join a local business Facebook group or find someone on Instagram that's doing something similar than you and be like, hey, would you want to do like a 15-minute call on Thursdays or a 30-minute call with five entrepreneurs just so that we can encourage each other? I find that those connection points with other entrepreneurs really help me because I can really feel like I am like on this like island by myself, like swimming upstream and um that just kind of brings me back down to earth that i'm not alone so that like it just invigorates me and is really helpful for me 2020 is in full swing and i don't know about you but i am here for it i'm also here human to human to ask you for support help me friend to help you The Refined Collective podcast is one of my most favorite projects that I have ever worked on in my career, but it is definitely a labor of love. We have quite a bit of hard costs each month from software and subscription services to my team who edit and produce the episodes to licensing music and running logistics for all things Refined Collective. Now, because of that, I want to invite you, yes, you, to join our Patreon community. Patreon is this incredible platform that helps listeners financially support their favorite podcasts. You can support the Fine Collective podcast for as little as $5 a month. And we made a bunch of fun different tiers that are jam-packed with free goodies and VIP access to our newest content. And you will be notified before anyone else about our upcoming live events. I'll also be going to you first to find out what questions you want answered and what topics you want covered moving forward. So in the midst of a wild year, I want to ask you, friend, if you'd be willing to link arms with my team and me and sharing some of the load and helping make The Refined Collective podcast the best it can possibly be. So if you want to learn more or sign up today, head on over to patreon.com slash The Refined Collective. Again, that's Patreon patreon.com slash The Refined Collective. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this community. All right. Number three, productivity boundaries. This is so important, especially like where I keep like drilling this, but like creating that structure so that when you're working from home, like, and really having boundaries is going to support you infinitely. (laughs) So productivity boundaries that I do for myself when I'm working on a project I put my phone on do not disturb or if I really do not need to be interrupted then I'll like if I'm working on my book I'll put my phone on airplane mode for two hours um, I also will turn off iMessage because yeah all well, my phone is off but if I'm getting text messages from everyone on my computer I'll blink and I'm like an hour has gone by and I've been talking with someone about Beyonce's new haircut um, So really protect yourself from that. Um, Boundaries for social media. If you like cannot handle not going on Instagram throughout your workday, listen, I get it. And I know a lot of us like social media and Instagram are a part of what we do. But what I find myself doing sometimes is I'll like be like, I'm quote unquote working, but really I'm just like looking to see like if the latest contestants of The Bachelor and Bachelorette are together or broken up. And I'm like, okay, this really isn't research. So a great app to protect you from apps like Instagram, social media um, that you, when you want that productivity is called the freedom app. Um, You can download it. You can, it's like basically a parental control app for teens so that parents can help their kids do their homework. But I think it's great for adults too. And it's been great for me at times as well. Um, If you are like one thing I do like over the weekends is I even delete social media apps like off my phone just to have a complete break. And if like Instagram and social media is a huge part of your work day, then just block it out. Put that in your schedule block and be like, okay, for 15 minutes, at the beginning of the day and 15 minutes at the end of the day, I'm gonna be commenting, liking, responding, posting IG stories um, because honestly, the last thing we need is just to be like scrolling all over social media all day. like protect and track that time. Like iPhones really even let you do that now because they're they're like telling you about the end of the week how much time you're spending on Instagram and social media anyways. And so just protect that time. Now, another thing I would encourage you to do is be strategic and block out that email. Because I know for me, if I'm working on a project, as soon as I open my email, it's like opening Pandora's box, like one email turns into 50 new tasks that I need to do. And so protect how much how many times a day you're looking at your email. So I do like in the morning, midday, mid-afternoon, and end of end of work day. So some people would even say to do less than that. If you're in a place where you can hire a virtual assistant to be checking your email, go for it. I have tried to do that. I am currently trying to do it and it is very hard for me to let go of it. Um, But I'm working on it, y'all. Like I'm not perfect. My email is still like one of the hardest things for me to let go of. So in the meantime, what I'm doing is really trying to protect how many times I'm looking at that. And I already said it earlier but you do not need to be answering emails late at night like especially like if you have a team like you guys don't need to be like going back and forth late it shows like poor work life balance unless you're working on some sort of like disease cure I really don't think that we need to be checking our email that much. And even if we are like work-life balance matters. And I think it's almost an addiction for us. Like whether it's email, Netflix, Netflix, social media, like we check it out of boredom. And we're I think we also look for like importance and validation. When we get those emails coming in, like, oh, I'm important, I can answer this, like, oh, I'm needed, I'm wanted. So if you do find yourself checking your email a 1000 times a day, or Going on social media a million times a day, like just be curious. Don't judge yourself, but be curious and ask yourself, like, what's my why right now? What do I really need to be doing right now? Is this something that's serving me? Is it pushing the needle forward on my day? If not, then let's reevaluate. And my last productivity boundary is this has really changed. This has like changed the way I've worked at home. I practice what's called the Pomodoro method. Now the Pomodoro method is working for 25 minutes straight and then taking a five minute break, doing that four times and then taking a 15 minute break and then repeating. So each Pomodoro is four 25 minute sections with five minute break and then the last one, 15 minutes. I know I just repeated myself twice, but that's okay. Now, why is this helpful for me? So when I'm doing the 25 minute, like literally everything else is off. I'm working on the task at hand, the project at hand. And so phone is off. Social media is off. I'm not checking my email. Or if my email is that specific Pomodoro, that's all I'm looking at. And then that five minute break, you're literally supposed to get up off your out of your desk, put your phone down, no work during that time. Go grab a glass of water. Do a minute long plank, (laughs) do 10 jumping jacks, like do something to get your heart rate up. Um, And then when that timer goes off, sit back down. Now that might seem like a lot of breaks, like in short amount of time. But what this has done for me is it has allowed me to work for longer stretches of time. So instead of having those like, oh my gosh, like crazy flow days where you blink and eight hours go by, which doesn't happen often for me. This Pomodoro method lets me work for longer, um, as opposed to like taking like six hour stretches, four hour stretches, and then being completely burnt out for the afternoon. So, if you struggle with like staying focused, try Pomodoro method. It has really, really helped me. And then finally, when you're working from home and not wanting to go crazy, like have grace on yourself. Like you might not get as much done as you would in the office, and that's okay, especially if you have kiddos at home or, you know, you have other distractions or roommates like, be gracious with yourself. And like, there is a learning curve here. And, you know, some days are going to be better than other days. Like you might be super productive one day and then feel like a chicken with your head cut off another day. I mean, personally, for me, I think it's hilarious that I'm recording this podcast today because I have not stuck to my schedule. I have not stuck to my blocks. I have been super stressed out because I didn't prioritize my top three. So I've been like, what do I even need to do today? Um, And so even just reading through this to you guys, I get to have grace on myself of like, you know what? I'm not perfect either. Like, I'm just trying to get through it just like you are. Um, so know that none of this is coming from the perspective of like, I have all this figured out. Just be like me and your life will be better. But what is it to just say, you know what? Here's some practical guidelines. And the reality is you're going to get off course you're going to blink one day and be like, I've been on Instagram for five hours. Or you're going to blink and be like, I have not stood up in 10 hours. Or you might be like, blink and think, why am I cleaning under my bed right now? It's 11 a.m. I need to be on that Zoom call. Just have grace on yourself. Be patient. Have moments of connection with people. Take breaks. And that's all I have for you. Working from home can be really wonderful, um, but there's definitely a learning curve. I believe in you. If you need help or support, reach out on Instagram, The Refined Woman, or the podcast-specific Instagram, The Refined Collective, and let me know if you have any questions about this. We would love to support you any way, shape, or form. And that is all I have for you today. Also, I'm noticing quarantine makes me want to bust out and random singing more, so get used to it, friends. Okay, I'm like now lingering and not wanting to say goodbye, so I'm just going to stop recording. This episode of the Refined Collective Podcast is brought to you by my very own free guide for single women, Six Tips to Activate Your Dating Life. Raise your hand if dating as a woman of faith in today's swipe right, swipe left culture has ever felt like a total struggle fest, or maybe being single in our culture today feels overwhelming, lonely, discouraging, frustrating, and maybe if you're being really honest, it can even feel hopeless. Listen, single gal to single gal, I totally get it. But did you know that doing the same thing over and over again while expecting different results is known as the insanity cycle? Friend, it is time to walk into a freeing, exciting, and purpose-filled season of singleness. It's time to activate your dating life. I created a free guide for you, and by free, I mean $0 called Six Tips to Activate Your Dating Life to Equip You to Shake Things Up in Your Season of Singleness, You can grab it right now at bit.ly slash TRW Dating Tips. Now, you will walk away knowing, number one, the biggest mindset shift that will transform how you show up in your dating life. Number two, I'm going to teach you how to get unstuck in your dating life. And three, I will show you the number one thing you can start doing today that will radically change your season of singleness. And finally, the three things I wish someone would have told me 10 years ago about dating. You don't have to wander around for years like I did, insecure, uncertain, and discouraged about your dating or lack thereof life. So if any of this resonates with you, pause and go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-R-W dating tips and grab your free guide. Again, that's bit.ly slash T-R-W dating tips. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Refined Collective Podcast. If you are new here, maybe you've listened for a long time and there's topics, questions, comments, concerns that you have about what we're up to, follow us on Instagram, The Refined Woman. Send me a DM and I will get back to you and let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you want to talk about and I would love to make that happen for you. Have such a fabulous day. (laughs) Bye.